Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. If you knew that someone was going to do something awful to you, would you weep for them? Today on Drawing Near, Jesus does just that. Why? Well, let's find out. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 19 as we study Weeping Over Jerusalem. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, we're grateful for your mercy and grace in our lives. We're grateful, Father, for your long-suffering, the way you suffer because of our sin. You suffer with us as we are obstinate and rebellious, slow to love you and to worship you the way that we need to. Father, help us to have the kind of love that you, your Son, the Holy Spirit, have for us. Help us, Father, to have that kind of love for others. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Jesus is riding toward Jerusalem on a colt of a donkey. He's coming as the King of Israel. They're to be rejoicing, and many are, while others are disturbed at his coming, at the shouts of the crowd, and ask him to quiet his disciples. We're told in Luke 19, verse 41, Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus knew that he was going to the cross, that many of the people who were waving and caught up in this crowd exaltation were going to shout, Crucify him. He knew that one of his own disciples would betray him, and he also knew that those who should recognize him most, the religious leaders, would be at the forefront of having him executed. And although Jesus himself was anticipating his crucifixion and all of the suffering, all of the humiliation that was going to go with it, he was weeping over Jerusalem. And he was weeping because this was their day, not just his, their day, the day when their king was coming, and they didn't recognize it. It was a day prophesied in the Old Testament, a day that they had been told would come, and all of the trappings were there, the fulfillment of prophecy. It was all there, and they missed it. And Jesus is weeping because he says that this is the day. These are the things that make for your peace. But now, because you didn't recognize it, they are hidden from your eyes. And then he gives this prophecy. For the days will come when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and they will level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jerusalem is going to be sacked. They're going to be destroyed. Around AD 70, there was a great persecution, and Jerusalem was sacked. And literally not one stone was left upon another when all of that was done. And you can look it up in the history books. 
But Jesus says the reason for this was because they did not know the time of their visitation. Had they recognized who Jesus was, had they accepted his message as he was giving it, in the same manner he was delivering it, they could have avoided all of that, but they did not. And God knew in advance that they would not. He had prophesied that they would not. That does not mean that he had made it so that they would not. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't be weeping because Israel would just be doing what God made them do. But it seems to me that in this passage, he's saying because they had an opportunity and they squandered it, they missed it, they were blind to it, then they would suffer the consequences. And that's a huge lesson for you and I, right? We need to read the scriptures and study the scriptures. We need to seek to discern and know the truth. And I'm not just talking about knowing the truth regarding prophecy. Our eyes need to be opened and we need to be spiritually sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit. Or there might be consequences. I'm certain there will be. But the consequences may be different than these types of devastating consequences. And then following this weeping, as he weeps over the city when he sees it, verse 45 tells us, Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And many commentators and scholars believe this is the second time Jesus has done this. If that's the case, they didn't learn from the first time. And so if this is the second time he's done this, he's telling them, that this is my house, the temple is my house, the Father's house, and the Son's house. And it's a house of prayer. It's a house of worship. But you have made it a den of thieves. You are buying and selling and ripping people off. You are stealing from them in the midst of this holy occasion, this preparation for the Passover. And then verse 47 tells us, And he was teaching daily in the temple. We're given this summary of all the days leading up to the Passover. He goes into the temple and he cleanses it. And then in the temple, he teaches. It's like after cleaning it up, he takes up residence there. And every day he's teaching in the temple. And the temple is full of people coming and going, full of people who are gathering because of a pilgrimage to Jerusalem because of the Passover. And so thousands and thousands and thousands of people are there and he's teaching daily in the temple. And we're told, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him. One of the reasons they sought to destroy him was because of jealousy. But another reason is he was cutting into their prophets. These individuals were the individuals who were behind robbing the people who were coming to buy sacrifices. They were overcharging who were coming and had to exchange money so that they could do business in Jerusalem, and they were cheating them. And Jesus cut into their prophets. How many times do we see that as a reason to reject the gospel and reject the truth? They sought to destroy him, but they were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. They were cowards. Jesus stood up against them and all of his opposition openly and continued to teach and share the truth. And yet these individuals, not just one, but many, many individuals were afraid of the people. They were afraid to hold on to what appears to be their convictions, their sinful convictions. They're cowardly, and Jesus is courageous. 
You know, sometimes we're asked who our heroes are. For every Christian, our hero ought to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Never has any human being embodied such love, mercy, grace, kindness, and strength, and courage, and resolve. He's doing all of these things, and yet the cross looms above him, and he knows it. He knows it, and he prays for them. He knows it, he weeps for them. He knows it, and he teaches them. He doesn't throw up his hands and quit. He knows the truth, and he continues to take godly step after step toward the cross. May we be like the Lord Jesus Christ. May we worship him openly and fully. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. Now, Father, guide us in living out these things, living out the result of our knowledge of these things. Fill us with the spirit of Christ that we may live boldly as he has lived and that we may be worthy of his coming. Father, we are made worthy by his blood, but help us to live in that worthiness. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.